You are listening to Astrology Today, coming to you live with problems, as usual, from the beautiful Sunshine Coast and uh, Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahoman Nation. I will be your host, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. Welcome, and to you, the listener, and to my co-host, Jill Kirby, an astrologer from Victoria. So yet again, another technical (laughs) glitch. This time, somebody had the sound turned off on YouTube. (laughs) Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Oh, well, it was just, um, it's just not meant to be, you know, without its character signature. Exactly. There. Thank you. Okay. So. And it's live. That proves it's live. Oh, it totally proves it's live. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So. This is going to be the episode that's all about Sag, which is where the sun is now. And typically, um, sun sign Sages will, their birthday will fall between November 21st and December 21st. And that, of course, shifts by, you know, 12 or so hours every year, but it's in that time frame. And it is considered the dark side of the dark. So any wonder that this fire sign um, is kind of leads us towards the belief that the light will return. It must. We hope. (laughs) Okay. So um, I'm going to do a little bit of a back and forth here on just some of the fundamentals. And uh, then we have a chart to look at. Okay, so Jupiter is your ambassador if you've um, got the moon in Sag or sun Sag or Sag rising. So where he is by sign and place will have a big impact on the function of any planet that's in Sagittarius. Okay, this is um, the first change in um, oppositions. We started, our first opposition, of course, is Aries Libra. Um, And then we do Taurus Scorpio, and and both of those involve the planets Venus and Mars. But now we're switching. Now we're going to uh, the polarity between Mercury and Jupiter. And just a little heads up on those two. Traditionally, both Jupiter and Mercury are considered to govern intelligence. Okay, Mercury is quicker in nature, scurries about collecting all the facts, while Jupiter is the philosopher who examines, balances, and gleans wisdom from Mercury's information. Okay, the image of Jupiter is well-rounded, mature entity governing the cultural life of a community and the middle years of life. This was something I had never thought of from 30 to 50. This is the period when one has accumulated experience and wisdom and still has health to act consciously. So apparently in the plant kingdom, it sort of stands for, you know, sort of the full grown tree, like the English oak or something. Mercury, on the other hand, governs climbing and creeping plants that need a supporting tree to hold them upright. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting analogy. The adolescent with their endless stream of unfocused energy personifies Mercury. The key thought here is that both planets expand whatever they touch. These two can be seen as the thinking planetary polarity. What do you think? Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. well, interesting that in terms of the mythology of the two, uh, Mercury is the son of Jupiter. Okay. 
Okay. So okay. He's the child. Right. Which, you're, you're yeah, right. one can see that in well. that, yeah, the Gemini yeah. dashing about for sure. Jupiter is, a, is like a father figure, not in the same way that Saturn is, not the old man kind of. Yeah, no, no, exactly, exactly. But but older and wiser, or yes, you know, Mercury is communication, and it's personal planet versus a societal yeah, planet. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. Much broad, broader view of things with yeah, Jupiter. Yeah. It's, it's expansive, therefore it has the broad view, and it's always searching for something out there, whereas Mercury's more up close than... Yeah, what's what's in my world. Immediate. Yeah, it's the, it's the face yeah. in the phone. Yeah. Mercury. And, and, and I think it's interesting that the two of them both govern, um, I mean, between the two of them, they, they govern all the mutable signs, right? Exactly, exactly. And in your system, obviously, we've got, now we've got uh, Neptune as... Helping out in that, yep, yep. Pricey. But in the old system, yeah. they, were, uh, yeah. they, were, they were the whole mutable cross. So yeah. And, got, and like, uh, I like the idea, too, that you pointed out that um, this is the first time we've got the crossover between the personal pieces and the collective or the social pieces. Because with Venus yeah. and Mars, although Mars can it's be considered a crossover, but it still is pretty personal. But here personal. we have a distinct split between yeah. what's yeah. personal and, oh my God, look, there's 7 billion other that's, jerks on the planet. And, kind of what's in here versus what's out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. In terms of the whole communication information idea, yeah, uh, I think, Mer and Mercury is, you know, it's the movement, it's the flow, yeah, um, for, yeah. And when when it's the ruler of Virgo, which is a, an earthy sign, that's the physical body, right? So it's yeah. the flow of energy in the body. Yeah. You know, in, China, in Chinese medicine, they say where there is stagnation, there's pain. Where there's pain, there's stagnation, which means if the flow yeah, is not no, flowing, yeah, the chi is not flowing. Then you have dis-ease. Yeah. So that's, you know, it's rulership. In, and he carried the caduceus, which is a yes. symbol. Yes, yeah, which we bizarrely gibbled. Well, and yes, yeah. we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We took half the snake away. It's like, yes. oh, anyway, but, yeah. We've, we've probably some, walked down that road before. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a different symbol altogether that they've brought in. Yes, um, exactly. The, Original is the the intertwined. It's the symbol of the Kundalini energy flowing. Yeah, or or even uh, your DNA strands, right? Because they're yeah. the double helix. Yeah. And um, and the other thing with that is, um, yeah, we have you know we talk about laughter is the best medicine, mm -hmm. and uh, and Mercury is he's he's a trickster. He he likes to play jokes. He's you know as an infant when he's you know. Shortly after he's born, this is a myth, the myth that okay. they have. Okay. He, he got out of his cradle and he went and stole some cattle. He stole Apollo's cattle. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'm just, you know, the picture in my mind of a child running. Well, actually, it takes me back to a grandchild of mine who tried to run in amongst horses when he was like three yeah. years old. And ah, anyway, and, yeah. But we're, talking, but we're talking about a god here. Yeah, well, so, yeah, so easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. And, and he, the way he got away with it was he got the cows to walk backwards. Oh, God. They, they okay. Oh, so like an analogy to the whole three retrograde retro, periods. The that, whole retrograde thing. Is yeah. That's, which, the, that's, that's Mercury as the trickster. It's, I'm going to get them to walk backwards. You won't know where they are. 
And then, <laughs> and then, you know, to appease Paulo, he created the lyre, which is a an instrument, a stringed instrument right. from tortoise shell string. And Apollo liked that very much. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so he's he's got that side to him, which is he likes to play jokes and you know, and and I think the eternal youth. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So opposite that, of course, we have Jupiter, which is expanding both physical and mental uh, horizons. Jupiter is magnanimous yeah. and yearns to explore to find greater truths, but it can also be grandiose and dogmatic. Okay, so Mercury needs Jupiterian wisdom and guidance. Jupiter needs mercurial flexibility and lightness of thought. Even though, you know, so there's a bit of a conundrum with that yeah. I have often uh, wondered about, you know, either Sag or Pisces, although Pisces is a little easier to grasp. It's on the emotional level. But with Sagittarius, um, it can be dogmatic, and yet that seems counterintuitive to the mutableness of it, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think, I think that's, that's an unhealthy Sagittarius yeah. is when they think, yeah. They think, well, I've, I know it all now. Yeah, I have the way, the truth, and the light, which is always dangerous. As, as, I've, as I've explored as far as I, as I can see, and so I think I know it all. You know, yeah. I think yeah. you know, they've stopped, stopped shooting the arrow further down the road. Exactly. So, yeah, I think there's that. I, and it's, a, you know, any sign that's insecure is going to bring out the, the negative. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. As with Leo, Leo healthy leo is pride yeah and unhealthy it's arrogance so yeah it's the same same kind of thing with the fire yes element, right yeah with the fire element exactly okay yeah. so obviously with sag its polarity is gemini so we've got an air sign quick-witted and versatile it is the light of the light side of the square okay whereas jupiter is the dark side of the dark Okay, Sagittarius, or not Jupiter, but Sag. Uh, Sagittarius fiery, oriented to discover universal truths through expanded horizons. Sagittarius is like a politician who wants to make great changes through an expanded worldview. And Gemini is like a journalist, uh, pressing for exact answers and in investigating both sides of an issue. The virtue for these signs is the ability to have conscious discourse and the free dissemination of wisdom. So if you, yeah, yeah I mean, if you, think, if you reach the balance between those two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I yeah. think with Gemini, the, the negative side of Gemini is it can just be downright flighty. <laughs> no, <laughs> you mean multitasking isn't a thing, you know? No. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. doing many things very badly because you yes. <laughs> all over the map. So, you know, I think, and both signs, I think, can go that way. Yes. They're trying to do yeah. too much, you know, Sagittarius. Yeah, you put is, over. Sagittarius is, you know, the Jupiterian, more is better. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. always more is better. Yeah. Always expand, always expand, and expansion is not always a good thing. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay, so Anything. the... The elemental constituency of Sagittarius is, like we were saying, it's mutable, it's fire, it's yang. Thank for that correction. <laughs> I had written yin before. I, you know, I don't know why it is I can't get those two yeah, to, to yeah. sink in, you know. Anyway, yeah. yang, positive. 
which is why it's not as well, Jupiter's not as well suited to Pisces, because that's the yin side. Yes, exactly. Okay, so active releasing into, uh, okay, so the dark side of the dark. And, you know, when I I was listening to a podcast here um, that was going through the fundamental way that the Hellenistic astrologers sort of started to come up with the qualities of the signs, because they weren't really terribly interested in the signs. They were all about the planets, right? But the way they sort of delineated the 12 signs was with the whole, um, because they were looking at it from a tropical side, which by saying tropical instead of sidereal, just as a reminder to folks, tropical is looking at the cycle between the sun and the earth. Okay, so the year thing. And so we have the equinoxes and the solstice that break it up. And it's all about how much light, right? You know, at the winter solstice, that is the darkest of the dark. Um, At the summer solstice, it's the light of the lightest. And the quarters in between are variations on that. And so, yeah, so it just makes sense that what do we need when we hit the darkest of the dark? Why we need the optimism to know (laughs) that this too shall pass. And I, I, you know, I'd never thought of it in that light in terms of Sag. You know, it's... It's the need in humanity to know that there is, you know, a new horizon or that the light is coming or, yeah. Well, that's where, that's where the faith and optimism and... Yeah, yeah. And and I, and I it's, you know, if you're in living in a cave back three, four thousand years ago, and it was, you know, you'd look out and, damn, it's still dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the whole the whole aspect of philosophy and and religion. Yeah, you've got the time to sort of contemplate. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Okay, so um, in terms of the symbolism, the centaur with a bow and an arrow. Now, this isn't Chiron, though, or is it? No, no. Well, Chiron was he was yeah. the king of the centaurs. Okay. Um, but, but and I don't think he, his his mythology really fits with. Sagittarius particularly? No. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Although so was there was there a centaur a... that definitely fits Sag? Was there a myth that went with this or not? I think it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, um, me neither. Uh, yeah. Certainly, yeah, the, the Chiron saying, yeah, he was, yeah. He, was Did... a te- he was a teacher, though, in the teaching aspect, you know, Helping others to broaden their horizons is right. Is, is definitely similar. part of the Sag signature. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I do, but it's not. Uh, no, it's not Chiron. Certainly. Yeah. Just anyway, so there's there could be a piece there that one of us might discover, um, but what it does suggest with uh, you know the animal part and then the arms and the head of a man or woman is a complicated nature, body with reason, instinct with spirit. Okay, Sagittarius reconciles these opposites. So what's interesting about that is, I mean, we have in the last 200 years tried to separate those two, right? First, medically, right? We tried to, we put the head hospital over here (laughs) and the body hospital over there. And so reconciling instinct with the mind was no we said no we can't no (laughs) very dumb yes we've increasingly 
compartmentalize things and split them up into pieces instead. Of yeah, yeah. So it is within the Sagittarian archetype that we can bring them back together again. And I think also horses symbolize freedom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yes. They enable us to cover more ground. They yeah. enable us to go way over there. Yeah. So I think it's, it's yeah. embodying that spirit of freedom that horses represent because yeah. they've been part of our human history for a very, very, very long, long time. time. Yeah. And, and people who, who live in those cultures and rely on the horse, they're like centaurs. I mean, they're, they're like they're part of the horse. Yes, right? exactly. Because yes. Yeah. Because they rely on it so much and it takes them where they need to go. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you can't do that without that. So I yeah. think that's pro- probably part of that. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it is the symbol of the hunter, right? Mm-hmm. You're riding, you're riding the horse, and you're shooting your bow and arrow. Well, you've seen, you've seen the westerns where the, <laughs> yes, the people are doing it, right. You yeah, know, that's the, the image, right? And and it's true. I mean, they needed that in order to be able to go far enough to find the food to. Yep, exactly. So what that calls to my mind is. Um, the intellect or, you know, that side of our nature harnessing the physical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and the wisdom to be able to move with that animal. Yeah, nature. to move together. Instead yeah. of against it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so on good. that vein, of course, we have the don't fence me in. Okay, definitely oh, yeah. analogy to a horse. Okay, the freedom to explore. Here can come the notions of also, though. Okay, so how do we get from there to the way, the truth, and the light? How does that happen? Yeah, I think that's where we're getting into the philosophical. More yeah, and like you were saying, when it's not functioning well. Yeah, 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 and I think, you know, that's that's what we need is more wisdom. Less yeah. dogma. Less, uh, dogma and more wisdom more yeah yeah more of that exploration and less of this we've got all the answers now yeah everything's done yeah which is we keep keep hearing that and that's not science or exploration or anything yeah yeah us in so the end of the earth element yes yeah (laughs) yeah Okay, so physically, um, you might question when you see someone out there, if they have very long legs, lanky, um, that you might be looking at someone with a strong Sag circuit. Um, if, if it's Sag rising. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think, it has, I think our physical appearance often is more the rising sign. Yes. Not always, it, Yeah, often. yeah. Okay. Um, they can be into sports, okay, that's the fire part of it. Um, and hips and thighs can be prominent. Okay. Places high, open and dry. Okay. Well, you can see you can see further if you're up high. Well, exactly. Although, you know, the Capricorn goat, no no I'm not mentioning any names, um, it likes to get up high too. <laughs> but it's trying to climb the mountain to to get above everybody. Oh, no. Really? Nah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Okay, so spiritually, it is aligned with um, philosophy, obviously, ritual, magic, and maybe alchemy. What do you think? Does el- Because fire, to me, sort of lends itself to the idea of alchemy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, alchemy is really a combination of combining things. So, yeah. 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 Um, 
yeah, I'm not sure I see the alchemy part, but definitely, you know, the the whole idea of beliefs and yeah, yeah, all of that is very, very much part of the whole Sagittarius. So, what thing. about propaganda? Is that the combination of Mercury that's, and Jupiter? That's the negative aspect of this yeah. ability to spread things far and wide and. <laughs> And again, again, it's been a distortion of the, the what those things should be about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I think Jupiter in its or Sagittarius in its essence is seeking truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and if it strays is. down the dogmatic road, then it hits propaganda. You know. I've, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and if it you know thinks it knows better than you what you need, then yeah, it's going to it's yeah going to make, make you think. That they know that exactly, exactly. I see a lot of that these days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Been for a long time. <laughs> okay, so yeah. in the Hellenistic model, uh, Jupiter was the greater benefic in a day chart, um, and so it tends to pose less of a problem in a day chart. Again, all other things considered, um, and. Uh, Okay, so in a night chart, the the chances of it um, displaying its negative qualities is a little bit higher. Um, it if with Sag and where the ruler is Jupiter, when it hosts, it is very happy to host Sun and Saturn. Okay, because they're of the day sect, it's not quite as happy with the Venus, Mars, and Moon. Um, and again, Mars. Yeah, Mars, Jupiter together. Um, if they live long, because <laughs> I've met a few clients with Mars, Jupiter conjunctions. And if it's in a fire sign, you're always like, okay, let's see if we can stay alive long enough to really enjoy life. <laughs> you know? Or trying to do too much. Oh, yeah, like the burnout thing. Because Mars is about doing it. It's too much fire. I mean, too yeah. much of anything, not a good thing. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's like... Um, uh, you know, when you look at elemental uh, grand trines, okay, so the fire one is, you know, it's wonderful to be around, you know, because you've got the Mars, you've got the Jupiter, and you've got the sun, and it's just this, this energy that it draws, right? And, but yeah, these folks can be toast, <laughs> easily, they can, yeah. And of course, Sag is the last of the fire signs. Yes, and so apparently the last of the trine, you know, are supposedly the strongest. So Sag is the strongest fire. Capricorn yeah. is the strongest earth. I I would only recently read an article that pointed that out, and I'm like, oh, all right. So that makes Pisces the strongest of the water signs, which, I mean, when you think about it, it does make sense. The ocean, uh, well, it's the strongest of all the signs, period. Period, yeah. Of in terms of elements, water can wear away the... the Anything, yeah. The, the, the granite, I mean... It yeah, just exactly. Up, right? Yeah. And so we think of water as being a weak sign or a weak, or a weak element. Yeah. Because, but it can flow around things. And, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's flexible. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, so with, with Mercury, Mercury itself, um, obviously, it's always going to be, you know, in the traditional lineup, it's going to be opposite Jupiter. And so Mercury is going to obviously be happy in Gemini, it's exalted and supremely happy in Virgo. But, you know, putting it in its opposite sign, um, putting um, Mercury in Sag, and then 
which is not too bad. I think people with Mercury and Sag, I think that's a doable one. But of course, there there's always this sort of secret chuckle among astrological circles of those who have Mercury and Pisces. And, um, but what, you know, I, I have a couple of friends that have that. And this is the analogy that makes the most sense for me. Stream of consciousness. Yeah, no, I think it, it, it has, it's, it's a different kind of thinking. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's more of a sensing. Exactly. Stream, you know, it's riding the stream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, and I think it, there are different ways that Mercury functions. I mean, Mercury in the air sign of Gemini, it's just Mercury in its own. Yeah, thing. it's doing its thing. Thinking, 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 and communicating and talking, yeah. talking your ear off, perhaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whereas in in Virgo, it's going to be wanting to be a little more detail oriented. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, when I was um, last year, when I first started these, um, and I was doing lots and lots of example charts, I was astounded at how many successful writers and musicians all had significant Virgo circuitry. In other words, that, you know, that ability to stick with something and to, you know, uh, focus the mind to get really good on something. Yeah. Yeah, and to be, to be organized and yeah. know where, you know. Yeah, so it is totally it, exalted in like Virgo. Gemini has the information, but it's in the, the piles all over the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they'll find it eventually, whereas Virgo knows exactly where to lay their hand on it, so they're yeah. going to be much more efficient yes. at yeah. utilizing, utilizing that, in, which is the practical aspect, yeah. right? Yeah, You don't have that practicality yeah. in Gemini. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. You might, have, you might have more fun. That's true. Have, that is true. You yeah. Have, you don't have the practicality. And I think in the fire sign, it's like it's it's just sort of burning up. It's just. Yeah. It know, could be the evangelical side, right? Yeah, Where yeah, they yeah. they have that, the fiery magnetism. Well, and also because you mm. don't have the wisdom part with exactly, Mercury. I bet that's you, yeah. I bet Sag. You're probably more in, inclined to get the dogmatic thing with Mercury and Sag. Yeah, yeah. Well, well and, gonna, and 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 that attracting my way through this. Yes, I'm going to make you think I know what I'm talking. Exactly, about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because I heard this and I heard that, and I'm just going to put it out there as if it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. And then in Pisces. You know, you've got this very airy energy of, of Mercury. Yeah, that's just dove into the He's ocean of consciousness. Swim. He's trying to swim. So, you know, you've got to kind of feel your way along. Cause you can't, oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I particularly have a, of course, I'm Aries rising, right? And so right. if I get into a car with a Mercury and Pisces driving, it's like I just yeah. want to start crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because... They, yeah, never mind. <laughs> anyway, okay, so archetypally, Sag is the gypsy, the student, the philosopher. Okay, positive characteristics, sunny, optimistic. Uh, belief that things will always work out. Um, on the negative side, loss of meaning, deep depression. So these guys can kind of bottom out. 
put the word over in front of faith, trust, and pedestals. Okay, back in the day, there was this idea that they would idealize things. And I'm not entirely, I don't run across that as much, you know. Um, I think it's probably more about intellectualizing. You know, it's like the ivory tower kind of thing. Right, yeah. Because it is, you know, it is that you know, association with ninth house higher education and that yeah. sort of thing. So it's, yeah. it's, it can be a bit too theoretical. Yeah, yeah. And I then think. the real person goes, hello, hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think not just student, I think sometimes there is a professor kind of aspect to it. Yeah, yeah. Not, not in the same sense of Capricorn. But yeah. Yeah, no, because this is fire. Fire and earth are very different. Yeah, yeah more, more like the university professor who has, you know, just 10 different degrees and oh, you know, yeah. on their way to another one, right? Yeah, you know? going for another one, yes. They're not going for it for the letters like Saturn. Or, yes, you know, no, exactly. Capricorn yeah. does it for the titles. Yeah. But Sag does it for, but there's more to learn. Well, exactly, exactly. And then, I'll have, then I'll have more I can talk about. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so on the negative side, we can be argumentative, exaggeration, procrastinating, which I don't know, I'm kind of iffy on that one. Uh, self-indulgent, blunt, definitely, impatient, uh, the gambler, uh, and we haven't really talked about that side, but I think gambling oh. is, is one of their, can be one of their huge foibles, gambling. Yeah, again, I think... A, yeah, you know, a mutable but, excess... Well, because yeah. it's always the next one's going to be the big one, right? Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Blunt, I think, definitely. I mean, there's blunt, this... Yeah. yeah. I, I, always, I always say that Sagittarius tends to have a... has a tendency to foot in, in mouth, mouth disease. disease. Yes, yeah. That is yeah. quite a common... Yeah. yeah. It's like they just blurt it out and yeah. it's like... Are you really saying that? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently they are. Sometimes because of the jovial nature of it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, they, can kind of get, they can kind of get away with it, but it's like... Huh? But yeah, in, yeah. But on a personal level, not so much. Yes, exactly. Okay, so um, if the sun is here, obviously, fire in the belly, unfrettered is a must. Okay, Um with planets in Sag, you get that radiant fire confidence, long-range exploration. Do not try to confine their energy. House placement of Sag, your call is to adventure here. The moon, emotional, expansive, hopeful, morally easygoing, hmm. optimistic, self-indulgent, and scattered. Yeah, I like I that morally easygoing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, okay, Sag, okay. Sag tends to be looking, you know, it's wanting truth, and, and I think there's an element of morality there. Yeah, okay, you know, okay. Of, of right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah, not no. In, I, not in the, again, not in the sense of Capricorns, right, because they said so, or because <laughs> they're, you know. Yeah. But, but more of because truth is right, right? You know, yeah. So if it, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, when you do put the two together, Jupiter and Mercury, and I'm taking this from the School of Cosmobiology, uh, Ebertine School. So, he puts the two when they're functioning really well, sound common sense. And I like probably that. Depends, 
probably depends what sign they're in. And oh, totally. They're yeah, and whether they're, you know, in a good way. Okay. Yeah. So the ability to make judgments based on maximum understanding, the love of negotiation and business deals, judgment conditioned by ideals of justice and fairness, although sometimes lacking in precision and accuracy of thought. So that's hmm. that combination. Venus attracted and valuing foreign education physically energetic the adventurer mars depends on defends on principle rush into situation based on i'm in the right okay um okay so one of the things to keep in mind with jupiter the ruler is to me this almost although i haven't this theory of mine might be just totally out to lunch but i think of it as the peer group um, your of the year that you were born, okay? Mm -hmm. Because Jupiter typically is in a sign for one year, although it doesn't start in December or start in January and end in December. Yeah. It, it's almost doing that this year, but that's not the rule. Yeah. Um, but you always, sort of get the... What's that? It's always approximate with the cycles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So... But I, I can't even remember when I first thought of this that I thought, well, maybe Jupiter is a peer group. But okay, so uh, every 12 years, the last time it was in Sag was just recently, 2018, 2019. Um, okay, so Saturn in Sag, past generations of uh, Saturn in Sag, uh, 56 through to 59. There was a break, obviously, in there. Uh, then again, November 85 through 88. And in 1988, of course, we had the Saturn-Uranus conjunction in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So moments where we revolutionize uh, our, what, our university paradigms? Mm -hmm. What would you yeah. say, saturn Uranus in Sag. Yeah, well, Saturn Uranus is always a tricky one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, given their mythological story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, we're really friendly. Not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's, the conjunction is always a tricky business with those two. Yeah, and exactly. You've got immovable, dogmatic, possibly meeting, Anything goes, explosive, volcanic, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, revolution. You know, Saturn can want to rein in any, create, you know, any inventiveness or, or direct it and, you know, really yeah. control. control. Yeah. And Uranus, Uranus doesn't so much like being controlled. So that, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. you know, I think probably there was, there was stuff going on in terms of control. Yeah. And okay, so that might, because it was in Sag, that might have been the seeds for like uh, the Arab Spring or um, what else? What else? Yeah. Anyway, something to think about for a yeah. pivot yeah. to what's happening of, now yeah. back in the yeah. 80s. But, but in the, in the area of, uh, you know, beliefs and, and, um, religion and all of mm -hmm. those kinds exactly yeah. yeah where there was all, you yeah, know and, and, also, and also international 
relationship. Yeah. Well, to me, I thought maybe this was where the whole explosion that, and again, some of these cycles, you can't really know what they're about until you get far enough away that you can look back. And this may have been what unhinged to allow for, you know, the global economy to emerge. Well, certainly it's been, you know, there's been a process going on for decades around all of that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so that might have been the key that turned it back in the 80s. I think there'll be lots of, lots of little key moments along the way. And oh, no yeah. doubt the timing for them lines up with the major, yeah. Yeah. major outer planet alignments like the ones we've had this year yes (laughs) okay so we've reached the time where we're actually going to do jill's going to take us into a a very solidly sag chart so jill oh yeah take it away this would be my father's chart it's an it's a very interesting chart i did rectify it because of course you know it's really hard to get times of birth when people are born way back yeah yeah so maybe just list off the data for the folks listening okay well he has a sun jupiter conjunction in sagittarius right up in his midheaven so we would have seen him as a sagittarian absolutely much i mean as even as a child to me he was larger than life and Okay. Um, he was the kind of guy who would, and my mother, by the way, was a Taurus. Oh wow! With a Sun Saturn conjunction. So oh, what a combo! But okay, so let the audience know where your dad's moon was. My dad's moon in Taurus. Okay. As his mom. <laughs> yeah, and so just a little aside for our listeners, that's quite classic in long-term relationships where the sun-moon pairings between two people happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, the, um, they were not well-suited. <laughs> no, but they did stick together, Taurus. <laughs> well, for, yeah, yes, till, through through all his womanizing, yes, they did. <laughs> oh, Distant fields were greener. His Venus is conjunct Uranus in Aquarius. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, no, he was he was he was a Sagittarian and a very Sagittarian Sagittarian, and so you know he settled down. I don't know if Mum reminded him of, of his mo- own mother or what. I don't what what attracted them, but right to begin with, yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think he. You know, his moon wasn't his most comfortable place for sure. Cause no, yeah. Fire for that Taurus moon. So again, um, there's within a personality, we can have you know major aspects that are like, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and that yeah, you know, that is what we wrestle with, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got this Sun Jupiter and Sag at the midheaven. Uh, he's also got a stationary Mercury conjunct Saturn or conjunct Mars mm-hmm. in his ninth house. So was he very um, dogmatic in, and did he actually think he had the way, the truth, and the light? Um, he certainly, you know, my way is the highway kind of guy. Okay, uh, okay, but but very like. He was not somebody, I mean, I, I didn't really know him. I mean, I, he's not somebody that you got to know really personally. 
Oh, okay. So the fire was, it was there, but it wasn't like Leo where it was bringing you in? No, it was out there being out there. Right. Um, Okay. He was the kind of guy who he got into, um, uh, what was it, the um, Masons? Okay. You know, rose to the top of that, dropped them, and moved on to Rotary. Okay. Rose to the top of that, then dropped them. And oh, interesting, he, interesting. And he got onto uh, city council. Well, they called them aldermen. Yeah. Anyway, he was an alderman for, I think he got was two terms, and he sort of took for granted that he'd win the third and didn't. <laughs> but, but okay. But he was very, very much the hail fellow, well met. Right. Okay, so I'm just going to hit a pause here for a second and remind the audience that what she's describing here is that visible 10th house, Sagittarius, right? Where known in the public, yeah. And that's very much what you got with my dad. His moon, his Saturn, his Pluto, his Neptune, all down at the bottom of the chart there. Um, That's the dark side of my dad. And the side you didn't see in public at all. He was always... Yeah. Um, and he's got that Sun-Jupiter conjunction. His opposite is Pluto in the fourth house. Yeah. So there was power yeah. behind this. Yeah. Well, there was power behind it. There was also a lot of deep, dark stuff down there in the fourth house. Right. Know, inside, yeah. inside him yeah. that he was carrying. He, his dad left when he was very small. Went to um, the First World War? No, no, no. No? Just, I don't know where he went, actually. And oh. Another very Sagittarian thing about my dad, he would not talk about past at all. Right. All. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that's a common oh, trait. Now, now, Mom knew hmm. a little bit about childhood and stuff, yeah. but not very much. And it was, you know, that's water under the bridge. Nope, not going to talk about that. Um, so okay. That, yeah. I know he had rheumatic fever when he was, I think, 12. Okay. Six or while yeah um and i know that he nearly drowned in the gorge here in victoria (laughs) (laughs) wow okay so so folks know he has a pisces rising so that also pulls in that jupiter yeah he did not not swim and he was out in in wow his his older brother and i guess he ended up in the water and his, his brother pulled him out and he was okay but he he taught himself how to swim when he was i don't know 20 or something and he became a very strong swimmer Right. We did have the athletic thing. He, yeah, you know, that fire. In fact, in fact, a month before his cardiac arrest, he was out on the tennis courts with my younger brother and myself showing how young and virile he was. Ah. Because Dad does not get old. Right. He would hate to be old. He hated getting old. Right. Okay. He hated the fact that he was, you know, you know. Okay. Turning yeah, yeah. He didn't make it that long. He died in 1986. So. Um, but, yeah, so he he had that whole thing. And the romantic side of this Pisces thing, the womanizing, now, I have to tell you the story when he did have his cardiac arrest. He'd actually been to visit me, and we didn't have a very good last visit because he, he thought he was just there to, to visit for a while, and I'd been... My marriage broken up. I had to go looking for a job, and so I thought he was there for the weekend. Right. And yeah. So when I said, "Oh well, Monday I've got to start looking for a job," he's like, "Oh well, you don't want me here. I've got to get out of here." And so he went off in a huff. 
like I said, no, I want you here. We're having, you know, a nice weekend, but no, 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 don't fence me in. Yeah, exactly. So off he went. Anyways, I didn't know what happened after that. I lived in West Bend. He was staying out in Abbotsford at the time. Okay. Um, having left his wife out in the, in Ontario, and never mind, that's a whole other story. Anyways, <laughs> um, he um, so apparently he went after he talked after he got left my place. He went to my sister's, and she didn't side with him. So he went down to sit by the in, at Ambleside where you can sit in the car and look at the water. And yeah. He's sitting there. This woman walks by. And she noticed him sitting in the car and she just kind of motioned to him, oh, get out and walk. And he yeah, kind yeah. of just didn't. And off she went. And on her way back, she noticed he was still sitting there and he, and she looked at him and she's like, oh, you're still sitting there. And he kind of went like this, called her over to the yeah. car. And um, and, as she, and she came to the window of the car and he motioned her to come close and he kissed her. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so anyways, I, I, you know, I knew nothing about any of this story. We got this story from the woman herself later on. So apparently they arranged they were going to go out on a date. A okay, right. And my brother out in Abbotsford knew all about this. I didn't. My sister didn't. So anyways, a week later, I come back. My kids are away with their dad and I come back and there's policemen at my door. I'm like, oh my God, what's happened? And they right. said, you know, Ted Kirby, and now he's my dad, and he was in hospital. Well, he'd been out on this date with this woman, and you hear my brother tell it, they, he'd been like a teenager going out on his first date. He was so anxious and excited. And, and anyway, so they they must have talked a lot because she knew all about everything. Yeah. And everything else. Um, and um, so they'd gone back. They were at her place having a drink before going for dinner. And they were chatting. And, and she, he said to him, oh, I would trust you with my life. And she jokingly said, well, would you trust me with your soul? And he took ah. her, hand, her hands as if to place it in there. Right. And then he keeled, and then he keeled over. Holy caramba. Now, is that an exit or what? My Except God, for- with a sag on the 10th house congestion. Sun can jump Jupiter. And this Pisces rising. And Pisces <laughs> rising. Oh my God, the poor woman. So well, she, called, she called 911. Yeah. They, they actually revived him. Oh no. So, oh yeah. Unfortunate. <laughs> I'm well, yeah, yeah, whatever. It is what anyway, it is. So that's why he was in hospital. He's in, you know, intensive care. And we got there and he's, you know, totally comatose and whatever. Anyways, he did start to come out. He came out of the coma. He okay. clearly had had no oxygen to the brain long enough so that when he did start trying to talk, it was just garble. Oh, dear. This, yeah. yeah. But, so the second to last time I saw him, he was kind of doing that garbly, blah, 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 but it was in this very jovial. Right. Sagittarian like, oh, Jupiter. Sagittarian tone, right? Yep. So the last time I went to see him, he was sitting in the corner and just kind of, and I thought, uh, you, uh, you figured out what's happened and where you are. Right. And he died, and he died shortly after that. Yeah. You didn't, want, you didn't want to be around for that. Well, yeah, no, to, no, exactly. You didn't want to be debilitated, restricted in any, if he couldn't be out on the tennis court being his, you know, Sagittarian self. You yeah, youthful self. Yep. 
Yeah, he just checked himself. And Jupiter was on this ascendant when? <laughs> when, oh, and this was happening. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, yeah, which makes me think I kind of rectified the chart perhaps to the close. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so, so, that's, you know, but uh, my mother had, had known this, I think I told you before, this astro astrologer fellow. Right, yep. yep. Friend of her, her mom's. And um, she, he, he had always said, yeah, you're going to have, he's going to have a really hard time every year around his birthday. And he was here. You're yeah, right. It's like, this is not happening. I reject but, this. But I, yeah. I think that, that he's got, uh, he's got an in conjunct from that Sun Jupiter to Saturn in Taurus yep. in the second. Yeah. And also to Neptune in the fifth. Right. And so it's sort of like, a, this would be for folks, what, uh, what has been called a yod. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A finger of God. A finger of God. Her, yeah. Her, and he liked to say his, his name, Theodore, was meant gift of God. Oh. <laughs> Again, yeah. Jupiter conjunct the sun. Oh, people do live their charts. King of the gods, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, th but I think that those three heavy planets, those outer planets, yeah. really did pull him down a lot. And so you get that dis that depression thing. I right. Yeah, that it could go quite extreme. Yeah, from one yeah. side to the other. Yeah, yeah that so makes I think sense. The I think the joviality and the being out there yeah. was what he needed to pull him out of that other stuff yeah. and avoid it. And avoid it. And I think Saggies like to avoid stuff. Ah. So I have a curiosity um, before we move on from this. Um, one of the things that's been coming out in some of the podcasts that I've been listening to, again, I look for stuff that um, is takes astrology further than I went back in the day when I was still doing it all the time. And one of the th comments that I'm hearing is that significant shifts happen in people's lives when if you're born with planets that are retrograde yep. and within your lifetime they station, that those years yep. become major turning points. So do you recall what was happening when he turned 39 and Saturn turned direct? 39, let's see. Yeah. What year would that be? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 39 and 12, well, that's like 40 so 50, um, yeah, 52, 53, when, oh, you were born then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm the third of four children. Okay. Yeah. So what was their relation, what was he doing for work then? Uh, he never, well, you know, he, I think he had incredible potential, if you look at that chart, right? Yeah. But he was Basically, like a middle management in a moving company. Okay. Yeah. Oh, in a moving company. <laughs> okay. Like, let's let's really be sad. <laughs> yeah, and I think, well, this is, you know, I think part of the issue for him is that he did settle down. He did, you know, marry my mother and have children and stuff. You know, well, yeah. They, they did not have children for the first um, nine years. Okay. And they, and they didn't get married till they were twenty six. So that, and back then, that would have been considered late. Yeah. 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 So mom, you know, started, you know, 35, she had my sister and at 40, nearly 40, she had me. Right. And, yeah. And, you know, and then they had my younger brother when 
almost 44. So, right. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know, Sanchi's not big on responsibility. And right, exactly. Capricorn, as Capricorns, they want, I mean, you've got, you want freedom, right? Yeah. Responsibility. Yep. Yes, you know, actually, you do need to be responsible to have freedom. But <laughs> the whole, you know, responsibility for others kind of thing yeah. that family does is, was, I think. I'm wondering if that's when he started um, his philandering, or did he philander earlier? Well, I think he was probably, from what I gather, he was philandering even before they were married. So oh, okay. So that didn't... Yeah. He was, you know, in the Sagittarian sense, the roving eye. He was. Right. Know, yeah. You know. Yeah. And and also, my mother was, you know, this is a very physical, very energetic man. He was yeah. very, you know, very athletic, like. Probably you know, virile and all the. Six foot two. She was five, four foot eleven. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Apparently, they danced really well together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, very, you know, mismatched in that sense. Yeah. You know, you've got her being this ultra Capricorn. Well, she was Capricorn. She was Taurus, but she had the Sun-Saturn conjunction. Right. Yes. Pretty darn earthy. Yeah. about an anvil. (laughs) Yes. And she, you know, was quite sedentary. She hurt her back when she was young. She couldn't do a lot of things and wasn't inclined to anyway. She always thought she'd like to golf when she got older, but then back from the letter. So, you know, she was not an active person. Yeah. So, you know, he would like to have been attracted to people who were yes, more exactly, to do things with him. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you know. Yeah. But I think it's a very interesting chart, though. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. And the just other interesting. Yep. Pieces. This Mercury is. In Sag, stationary. It's, conjun- it's stationary. It's conjunct Mars. Yeah. So, woo, uh, busy mind. Um, but it squares Chiron in the twelfth. You know. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, that foot and mouth thing really could get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and he he had it bad. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Okay, we're coming down to the wire, and so I want to remind folks that uh, Ted's chart is up on the website, uh, www.cardinalastrology.ca, and I'm hoping to put up um, Jill's links after Wednesday. I'm having another social media lesson, so that's what I'm hoping to do, so that it'll be easier from my website to get to her website. And also up on the website is a yearly um, forecast for people with either Sag rising or sun and Sag. Um, And it covers from December of 2020 to uh, 2021. And what I talk about is just sort of in general how, where the planets are and where they're going to be going through the course of the year. I cover the big outer planets and Saturn and Jupiter. And then I go through the fast guys, Mars and Venus. And just as a heads up, you might want to pull out a calendar if you're going to look at this list 
and mark down the retrogrades for Mercury for 2021 because they <laughs> all fall in signs that look to Sag. So you're likely going to have some impacts from those retrogrades. The first one is in Aquarius. Then we have a retrograde in Gemini. And then we have the last one in Libra. So yeah, interesting that they're all in air signs next year the mercury Uh retrogrades and of course they all look to sag so typically reinforcing that shift in the in exactly in the air sign thing exactly it's amazing isn't it how the universe puts all that together well it is truly amazing yeah i mean it really is it's like the timing is like okay let's do this too (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's get that one exactly Okay. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to call it a show. And I have um, a bit of a local announcement to make before I shift into my music. But uh, yeah, thank you, Jill, for insights and um, going through your dad's chart. That was very interesting. And We still haven't gotten together to map out exactly what we're going to do, but apparently we're going to try to do that this week. And so (laughs) it'll be a big surprise what we talk about next week, but we will be back. (laughs) Okay, Jill. We will. Yep. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Okay. In the meantime, folks. This is a rebroadcast of my radio show, Astrology Today, which aired on CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station.